Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Welcome everyone to another episode of Boss Talks. I'm Christine Drummond. I've got my partner in crime here, Joel Lord, and we are talking about going from bad to badass today. And what do we mean by that? We mean that you have to suck before you can be great. So we're going to dive into that. But there is a fee for listening to our podcast for all those that follow us and love us and comment on our um, podcast already. They know what the fee is. The fee is share this podcast, share this information with people that you love and care about, people that you think will get value from what we talk about in these podcasts. Because at the end of the day, we want you to be the boss of your life. We want you to be the boss of all aspects of your life. And that's what this podcast is all about. And Joel and I have invested thousands of dollars into personal development. And we are basically verbally diarrheaing that back to you in a way that is easy to understand and easy to implement in your life. So that's our intro. Joel, both you and I have had businesses in the past. We have sucked at many things in the past. <laughs> But the idea is that you have to start somewhere, don't you? you just got to take that first step and be okay with being bad in the beginning. Absolutely. Uh, when I took over my first supermarket store, all I knew was how to count a till. I'd learned that at a pub job that I had uh, working in a club. And that's all I knew. So to say that I was terrible at all the rest, and you can imagine in a supermarket, and not, a, not just a regular supermarket, this supermarket was doing really, really poorly and uh, was actually already a disaster <laughs> before I got my hands on it. So you can imagine that, um, yeah, I, I had a steep learning curve and, and realistically what I had, had to do was just, I just walked in with absolute certainty that I'd work it out, that I was good enough to be able to, to learn what I had to learn and do what I had to do. And I was uh, look, I had two choices in my head. I was either going to go down in a massive ball of flames or be waving from the top of the mountain, waving from the top. So when I walked in there, I, was, I don't even remember what I was thinking, how long that would take. It ended up taking like at least 12 years just to get my head above water. So it was over a decade. So it takes you 10,000 hours to uh, become an expert. Well, going back from memory, it felt like I did that in about... 10,000 hours in about six months because it was crazy amounts of work. But yeah, <clears throat> I was awful. <laughs> I've got to say, and uh, there would be people and some of my staff that might've thought that I was pretty, pretty terrible all the way up until when I got out of the businesses, to be honest. So, but listen, you know, people get stuck in that. I need to get it right before I get started. I need to know how to do it before I get started. And I was one of them. I was one of them. I, I was, I hit behind perfection and realistically that was just, an excuse for not doing anything. So, uh, you know, you hear uh, a lot. There's one of my favorite sayings is like anything worth doing is worth doing at least is worth doing horribly at least in the beginning, you know, like you don't knock your kids when they're learning how to tie their shoes. Like you weren't born knowing how to tie your shoes. You probably tied your fingers up. You probably, you know, when you learn to ride a bike, you probably like, I don't know, Christine, when you learn how to rollerblade, how did that go? <laughs> how did that go for you? Yeah, yeah, there was a few scratches and, um, <laughs> and bruising happening. And I'm glad you brought up riding a bike because in the last seven days, we've taught our daughter 
to ride a bike and she sucked in the beginning. She wanted to give up. There was um, tears and all sorts of things. And we just kept telling her, you know, anything worth, worth doing is hard in the beginning, but you're going to get better and better. And now she's riding all around the neighborhood in just seven days. She is absolutely crushing it on her bike now. And, um, you know, even I, I go back years, like, oh, I don't know, it must be about 10, 15 years ago, I was a basketball coach um, for an under 16 girls Adelaide basketball team. And um, I hadn't coached for a very long time. I used to coach, you know, when I was in high school, I used to coach, you know, younger, um, younger kids and I, I loved it. Um, but as the, as coach of the under 16 girls basketball team in Adelaide, and I'm just going to give them a shout out to any of them that are listening. Um, I absolutely sucked. And in hindsight, I look back and, and I think, oh, I should have done this differently or I should have done that or I should have done some more personal development with the girls. And rather than just focusing on the basketball all the time, I should have done more positivity sort of outside of that. But that's, that's where hindsight comes in and that's where lessons come in as well. But I can tell you, Joel, that on all the times that I sucked, on all the times that I was bad, I was giving it my all. I was doing my best. And I think that's what it comes down to. You know, even though it's your best, it may not be um, perfect. And we don't have to wait for perfect conditions and things like that. But you need to know that sucking is part of the process to go towards greatness. You know, you're going to evolve. Your skills are going to compound. And um, what I lacked in skill and talent whether it was as a personal trainer when I was first starting out, whether it was as a basketball coach, whether it was when I was having my catering business, I made up for pa through passion and enthusiasm and um, confidence and certainty. So I over-delivered in my customer care, you know, um, you know, and things like that. I just, I knew how to take care of people and that made up for the lack of skills, if that makes sense. So for me, it's been like compounding over these, all these years, I've been able to compound those skills and um, grow and develop as a person because I've gone through all the lessons of failure, all the lessons of sucking, all the lessons of not being the best in that profession, that field. Um, and I'm still saying like, I'm definitely not the best, but I'm always going into a room um, you know, as the dumbest person in the room, because I want to be a sponge. I want to soak up other people's advice, other people's wisdom that have gone before me. And I think that's what we need to do as well. We need to learn from other people so that we can dodge the same mistakes that they've made, but also so they can kind of give us a bit of a path on the direction that we need to take. So for me, um, Joel, these days I embrace failure. I learned to dance with it. And I learned to dance with the unknown. And I think a lot of people out there, you're right, it, it paralyzes them. They get overwhelmed. They don't take that first step because they're waiting for everything to be perfect. They're waiting to be the expert. They're waiting, you know, for the seven years down the track when they've done seven years of study or seven years of research to then, okay, now I'll launch or now I'll take that first step. What we're saying to, you, to our listeners today is just start. Just take that first step and know that you're going to be bad before you become a badass in that area, whatever area it is that you want to take on. So what did you have to add there? I can see you're taking notes. Yeah, I'm taking tons. You know, like finally you say something about teaching your kids something. I was teaching my six-year-old how to walk in thongs. <laughs> very, very Australian. And poor little guy wanted to quit. He's like saying, oh, it's hurting, but it wasn't hurting. It was like, I don't know how to 
walk with my toes together to hold the thongs in. <laughs> He's like having blowouts the whole time. So I was like, pretty fun. But guys, the next like, step up from that is to get him to go walk backwards in thongs. When you can master that, you're, you've mastered life, I reckon. I reckon, yeah. Maybe run backwards, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, Google Roger Federer uh, as a kid. Like, look at his early tennis things. Like, he was actually so bad that they told him that he should just put the tennis racket down and choose another sport. Actually, that's what he was told. Like, I remember watching uh, him. Um, he's actually defending some of the young Australians that were copying a lot of flack. And he said, hang on a minute. I was like a jerk and I was also terrible at tennis and they told me to quit. Imagine if he did. Imagine if he'd listened to people. But he, he embraced the suck. He kept getting better. He had a dream. He didn't put it down. And you know what I mean? Like, just keep going. And he's, he's a strategy. And I can tell you, you can take this strategy right now that I'm about to give you and go teach it to people tomorrow and make money from it. Like people will pay you for strategies that we're giving away for free here, right? So everyone likes growth because growth is where happiness is found, you know? So if, if that is something you believe, like I like to grow, well, that would mean that growth comes from learning, correct? So every time you fail or you're not great at something, get excited that you're just about to learn something. Because then you'll attach positivity to doing what it is that you're doing and you'll do more of it. So if you hate, if you currently hate sales and you get on a call and you trip over your words and you totally stuff it up, hang the phone up. What the average person does is they go, they have a cry and then they want to stop doing it. Once the motivation runs out and the excitement of like the little honeymoon period, they give up because it's painful because it's just the natural flow of your mind. If you can attach like, oh my God, what did I do great about this? How can I make it better? And by what percentage did I improve by? You get a positive, a positive thought about what you just did. You get a strategy to get better and you get a track record that you've been getting better over time. Now, if you can get 1% better every call or every day in a year, you're going to be over 360% better and that compounds. So attach positivity to what it is that you're doing and that comes from attaching failure to learn. You're just about to learn something and learning is growth. Take that to the bank and you will win like crazy. Christine, what do you reckon? Is that a, should we should charge for that one? <laughs> Microphone drop, podcast over. Um, absolutely. Like you, you've hit it on the head there, mate. And I, I think people um, need to be aware that, you know, when you are chasing something that's really important to you, when you're chasing a dream or a goal or you're working on a project, you're going to come across social ignorance. You're going to come across people that are going to try and keep you in a comfort zone, in your dead zone. And because you suck at it in the beginning, they're going to tell you you're terrible. They're going to tell you that you should give up. They're going to tell you that it's not worth it. But you need to stay true to you. If this is something that you really want, that is going to set your soul on fire, then you do whatever it takes to get there and make it happen. And as Joel said, you absolutely embrace the lessons that come with the failure. Um, for me, I used to tell myself that I didn't fail. I didn't fail in anything. Um, and it wasn't until, um, I was in the gym one day and my personal trainer, um, shout out to Blake Morrison from BMF crew on the Gold Coast. He, um, was saying, Christine, I'm going to teach you to fail today. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't fail. 
But what he was, uh, what he meant was, he's going to teach me to, he's going to push my body to a point that if I can't lift this heavy weight, I know what to do with the barbell that is going to keep me safe. But I'm going to see what this body can actually do under massive pressure, you know. And from that point on, I embraced failure in the gym because I was just going to a certain point that I could handle. Does that make sense? So I was just going to a point of, it, it, I won't say comfortability because it definitely wasn't comfortable, but I just, I wasn't pushing my body or my mind past that point. And you can totally go past there. And that's where the real growth comes in the gym as well. That's where you get the real results when you push that last rep, you know, that last rep where you can't get that barbell up or you've got it up, but you can't get it down or whatever. So I love that he took me to that point because from that day on, my results changed. I started getting the, a, a different kind of tone. I started getting a different kind of, um, you know, work ethic and um, my um, RPM started going up. My one, um, you know, one maximum rep, it increased. The weight just kept going up to levels that I had never reached before. And it was insane, all because he taught me to fail you know, and being okay with failure and embracing it. So it does, like that's a, an example in the gym, but that could be at anything in life. You know, that could be, you could apply this to parenting. You could apply this to your career, whatever your career is. You could apply this to um, the next business or the business that you're in. Um, but you've got to push yourself to that point of, well, what happens if I actually fail? Well, what happens if you actually fly? Like you won't know until you push yourself to levels that you haven't gone to before and gone beyond so we we absolutely love to do that with our clients we love to um and actually joel you've experienced this recently with your coach he's push, pushing you to new limits as well which is exciting scary but also exhilarating but that's what life's about isn't it it's about challenges and embracing those and um as i said like learning to dance with the unknown and just having the mentality that okay well i'm just going to give it my all and see what happens you know i'm just going to um, do my best, you know, and, and at the end of the day, if you put your head on the pillow and you, you're totally exhausted and you know that you gave your absolute best and maybe you just, you know, came shy of what you wanted to achieve, you can't go beyond your best, guys, but you have to keep pushing yourself so that your best keeps getting higher and higher or further and further or um, more and more. I don't know if I'm making any sense now. You're making, <laughs> making a ton of sense. You know what? Most people don't even know what their best is. That's the scariest thing. They just, they, they do what you're doing. Only going to the, to the threshold the threshold, and then going, yeah, well, I've done my 10 reps. I've done my whatever, you know, that that's, that's it. So um, like, I, I think there's a massive uh, correlation between success and have you ever, and, and people that have actually played high level sport or played sport at a high level for them it doesn't doesn't mean like if you're a football player you need to play in the nrl i mean that you've played at a high level for you like where you're pushing past your limits like for me i've done a lot of running and i know that i've gone to places there where i think i'm going to go into another dimension like <laughs> like in fact christine has taken me on stair runs where i've thought i was about to move on to the next level of life i didn't know i was going to go <laughs> going to ascend to some new state of being because i was so screwed i was she's like and i get there and she's like oh just 10 more reps i'm like great anyway 
look, here's, here's what the, the case is, right? If I, I worried for so long, uh, you know, four and a half years ago about whether I could be a decent coach. <clears throat> and it had me in analysis paralysis. I want to be a good coach. I kept on looking at my coaches and thinking, oh, like they're there. I'll just keep referring people to them. Because like, if they're there, why would anyone want to coach with me? But what is awesome is that somehow I got a client and it was by fluke that you've probably heard the story before, but uh, at that time I was the perfect coach and at the perfect level and the perfect uh, fees for that, for that client. And we made like probably to this day, it's probably some of the biggest impact coaching that I've ever, ever done. And I prepared for like a day before, like for one, one hour call, like, you know, and then my second client, I, I prepared for hours because it's like heavy stuff, like stuff that I look at now and just go, yeah. And do I look back at that guy and go, wow, I'm that guy wasn't really that amazing at coaching, maybe compared to how I am now, but, but things have changed, but I've put the hours in to become amazing at it. But had I let the fact that I wasn't this good on day one, get in my road of starting, I wouldn't be this good now. It's, it's really crazy. It's like, it's like the, the healing is in the doing, the growth is in the doing. You learn on the job better than you learn from reading a textbook or watching a YouTube or anything like that. So like we, like Christine and I make our, like some of our wealth from, from coaching and workshops and everything like that. Like how do I let being like bad at the beginning, I don't want to say bad, but like, you know, like bad <laughs> at the beginning, get in the road, my family would be missing out on, on, on money now. Like my life wouldn't be as amazing as it is now. I wouldn't have this stable of clients and people that I've, like, that I've been so grateful to be able to help. And, and, that, and it's not me, it's them. They're the ones that have done the work. They're the ones that have taken the issue. They're the ones that have brought that into their life. But if I had have been a chicken back then and not done it, their families would be missing out and that karma would be on me and I wouldn't even know what I'm doing wrong. I'd just be getting a lesson from the universe. So if you've got this calling and it's calling out to you and you want to make changes in the world and you want to, you know, do some, something big and you've got that spirit calling you and you ignore it because you're worried about not being awesome now, you're going to owe some karma. <laughs> you don't want to owe karma. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty hefty debt collector. Is <laughs> the Christine. Oh, absolutely. And it was like when we were starting off on this podcast, Joel, like we'd never done a podcast before, you know, and I, we were probably really bad in the beginning and we probably still are bad. I have no idea. <laughs> I think we're pretty badass. But, um, it, we just, we just dived in, you know, we learned how to do it and we just thought, okay, what do people need to know out there? What are, what are our clients coming um, to us about? What are their challenges? And that's what we're, um, you know, that's what we talk about a lot on these podcasts is the stuff that people are coming to us with, you know, the fear, the obstacles, the challenges, the things that are paralyzing them in life is a lot of the topics that we, um, that we talk about through, you know, through our weekly podcast. So, you know, and that's where this one came from, you know, we've got a lot of people out there that are waiting for perfect conditions and they're not taking that first step. You know what, what if, um, someone looks at us, uh, as podcasters and goes, holy crap, I couldn't be that bad. 
<laughs> I, like, <laughs> you know, what if they just look at us and go, well, I can do better than those two. And then they amazing. go start a podcast and they make themselves a, an amazing income. Amazing. Do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I believe. Like, oh, I don't absolutely. care. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and then we'll come on as guests on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. Call us out. Uh, but yeah, totally. Like um, I, I never thought like a few years ago that I'd be doing a podcast. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts and I still do listen to a lot of podcasts and there's some amazing content out there. Um, but you're probably sitting here thinking, oh my God, I could totally do a better job than Joel and Christine. Well, go and start your own podcast. Like we want you to be better than us. Um, and it's just, it's about being real. It's about being authentic. It's about being you, not a perfect polished version of yourself. For those that are, um, watching us on, uh, on the video today, um, you're looking at chalk and cheese here. I'm looking at, um, Joel's beautiful tan from Gold Coast and I look very, very pale. I've got a crazy hat on, crazy hat hair, my hoodie. And this is not perfect. Actually, Joel said to me a couple of weeks ago, you think we should look more professional on our podcast? And I was like, hell no. <laughs> We've got to keep it real, right? We've got to keep it real. So, um, and I think that's what our listeners like about us as well. We, we can laugh at ourselves. We know we're not perfect. Um, but we've got a lot of content. We've got a lot of value that we love to add to you guys. And we have fun doing it. So I hope you can really feel that through the podcast. Um, the other thing I want to talk about was, um, you know, something else that I really sucked at in the beginning was network marketing. A lot of our listeners know we are part of the network marketing profession and so many people come into that profession thinking they're going to know it all and they're going to be very successful in the beginning. But I think it's about, I don't know, 90% of people quit in their first few weeks. Like it's ridiculous before they even get going. But what I love about the network marketing profession, Joel, is it's like a university course, you know, they call it the four year career because um, over four years you become a student of the profession. And if you can see it like that, you actually get paid for learning the skills that you need to learn in this profession. And that's, that's exactly what I love about it. Like I've been to uni and if they had paid me to go, I probably would have put in a bit more effort. Um, but I don't use any, any of the skills that I learn at uni these days. And um, yeah, I just want people to know that, you know, even in something like network marketing, like stick it out because just being immersed in the culture and the community and the mentorship that you get with something like this, whether you do it long-term or not, just sticking it out for a couple of years, you're going to grow as a person. You're going to be a better human being because of the experience. You're going to be uh, pick up skills that are going to help you in whatever aspect you go down. If, if network marketing isn't the thing for you and you decide to have a different career change, the skills that you learn from this profession are transferable across the board, you know, and you're going to be able to build and compound your skills here. You're going to build your confidence, your belief, um, your certainty, your posture, the way you show up in the world. You're probably going to um, have more creative thoughts um, you're going to be able to go out there and make a bigger impact and be a better example for your kids, your family, your community, that kind of thing. So, um, so for anyone that's looking at the network marketing profession or, the, or if you're in the network marketing profession, or even if you're, you know, really close minded to it, um, Joel and I teach people that if you've got traditional business, just looking at a network marketing business to be part of is going to help grow your other business. Like it doesn't matter if you're a plumber, a hairdresser, um, a, a dance coach for kids. 
when you're in the network marketing profession, people want to refer people to you. You know, people want to help, like they're your biggest cheerleaders. So if you're a plumber, everyone in the network marketing profession around you, they're always looking for, for plumbers. So who are they going to come to? They'll come to you because you're in their network you're in their community. If you're a hairdresser, it's the same thing. Uh, if you do lashes, if you do, um, I don't know, like tans, tutoring, whatever, you know, network marketing is an amazing um, business to align yourself with so that you can, you know, get new um, contacts for your existing business or just to upskill the skills that you need in that traditional business. So we're massive fans of that profession. Um, it's taught me a lot about myself, about people, about human behavior, uh, about leadership as well, who want to be a better leader out there. And um, yeah, we have a lot of people find themselves in this profession as well. So, so many people suck at it, but they don't stick it out to be able to go from bad to badass in it. And, and we're saying today, like, stick it out, you know, whatever you're doing in life, like stick it out and, and learn to go from bad to badass. Like just keep going, keep compounding those skills so that you can come out the other side and, and just really crush it. Yeah, look, if you are a business owner and you and you are and you've been in there for a while and you understand how business works, do yourself a favor, go find someone in that industry, in the network marketing industry, to just show you the numbers. You know, because you can earn once you see the the business model and you you've got the like the product that you you want to support you know, that, that's, that's fantastic. But if you can see, if you're a numbers person, you understand business. Like I, I run the numbers and like you can, like if you can get, you can conservatively get 20% return in a network marketing company from somewhere that gets, that does all the work for you. You're just the sales and marketing department. There's none, none of the extra awesome stuff that I used to have to do in the supermarkets. Like the company does that, you know, and, and look, it's not the only industry that can do that. But if you can find the way to use the power of the internet and, you know, even word of mouth, like it's, it's just another business. So if you can think about the time it would take to just to run, you know, the, the sales and marketing department of your business, then you could be making 20%. And, and it, it, I find it really fun to work with the other business owners because they get it. You know, they, if they want the, you know, the numbers work out over 25 years at, like at 20%, if you're putting $165 a month in to your business and you're making 20% back out, that's $1.4 million in 25 years. That is crazy for a side hustle. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy. And there are ways that you can do it where you can actually automate and scale it far greater than that. And here's what you find. Like the people that give up too early, they don't want to go through the pain of learning the stuff like there's everything in life is a learnable skill. You've just got to take the time to learn it and actually judge whether the time that it's going to take you to learn it, is it worth learning it? Well, it's probably not worth Christine and I learning how to be brain surgeons. It probably take us 20 years and we probably wouldn't be that good at it. And there'd be no reason we would outsource brain surgery to a brain surgeon. Right. But for us to learn, you know, maybe click funnels or, sales and marketing skills or social media and all that kind of stuff to be able to find a way to get put a dollar in and get a dollar 20 out 
for 25 years of our life, how much, like how often would you do that deal? If you're going to get, put a dollar in and get a dollar 20 out as many bloody times as you can, you wouldn't do it once a month. You'd be putting as much money as you could in, you know, but it just, people don't want to learn that stuff and they don't, they, they want the $1.4 million. They don't want to put the $165 in. They want to be the rock star, you know, that's like on, on the stage of the ARIA Awards or MTV, but they don't want to be the one getting tomatoes thrown at them at the pub and, you know, late nights carrying stuff to the van. They don't want to do the hard part. They just want to go straight to the rock star. And that's where people go wrong. And, you know, that rock star sang off key, couldn't play a guitar, couldn't do jack shit, had beer, porn on thrown at them, all that kind of stuff before they got to be the rock star. And that's the difference between winners and losers. Like, to be honest, it's the people that are willing to be terrible at something like Roger Federer, like I was saying, where he's terrible at tennis, but he had a dream that he was going to be the champion. And look what happened for him. It's crazy, right? <laughs> it's just that it way. Is. It is. And, and you talk to, or you listen to Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan doesn't talk about all the successes and all the shots that he made. He talks about the ones that he missed and how we just kept going back. And he talks about the, the games that he lost and how he missed a shot and then the team lost the championship or you know, they're the things and they're the lessons that he picked up to become the, the greatest basketballer of all time, you know, and it was built around his failures. That's what made him great because he was looking for that 1% improvement constantly, like every day. And um, as Joel said, over the course of a year, there's 365 degrees of improvements. Like that's insane. And we're not, going, we're not saying go out there and do a thousand things and try and improve a thousand things, but you should be looking at ways to turn some of your weaknesses into your strengths. How can you improve or do better on some of the things that um, areas for improvement within your skill set? And if it's something that doesn't bring you joy, then as Joel said, like outsource it. Like, you know, um, something for me is I've always been terrible with money. You know, um, I was never taught good financial savviness growing up. Um, most of us aren't. Uh, we are born into a poor man mentality, like a lineage of it. And um, sometimes we have to break the shackles from that and go, you know what? I'm not going to repeat the same process. You know, I'm going to start thinking differently. I'm going to be smarter. I'm going to start reading different books. Now, if you would love to be more organized with your money, then start reading things like The Barefoot Investor. Start going along to seminars like Money, Mind and Matters. You know, MJB have an incredible free event and it's two days and it's all about, you know, money and organising it. And there's so many resources out there, guys. So something that I did was I started doing that. I started immersing myself in the area that I wanted to improve. I don't know if anyone's worked on the, the circle of life, the wheel of life. We've got all the different aspects of your life and, you kind of want it to be a, a smooth wheel if you can. So everything's kind of in balance. It'll never be perfect. But um, for me, finance always scored the lowest. And then it just came one year and I was like, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm sick of it being this low all the time and not having it organized. So you've got to do something about it, guys. You've got to start training yourself and researching and educating yourself in the areas that you want to improve. You know, now there's things within the finance that I don't want to do. I, it doesn't bring me joy. I don't want to do my own tax. I outsource that kind of stuff. And you guys can too. So what is it that's going to bring you joy and what areas in your life do you want to improve? And then what's that first step you can take in order to improve that and know that 
you will be bad at it in the beginning. You're not going to get it. A lot of it will go over your head. You'll fall down. But as long as you keep getting up, because the end goal is going to be worth it, and you can see that the gap is getting like getting shorter and shorter, smaller and smaller, then that's all you want to see. You just want to see progress. Don't just be paralyzed and don't take any steps and just keep complaining and whinging and bitching about the results you're not getting from the work you're not doing. Okay, so you've got to go, okay, what is it that I actually want? What is that first step? And how can I start bridging the gap between what it is that I want and where I am currently at? And guys, some of you think it'll be years, but honestly, you can condense time. You can absolutely condense time. And I think we shared on another podcast, like if you want to be an expert in something and you know just spend a, a, an hour a day on researching an area you want to be an expert in, I think it's like an hour a day um, in seven years, you'll be the expert. But if you do two hours a day, um, you can have it in like three to four years. Or if you do four hours a day, you'll be an expert in 18 months. So it's just a matter of condensing time, condensing resources, condensing your focus um, and making sure you have that intent focus on one area at one time, not trying to juggle a thousand balls at once. And if you're a parent out there, particularly a mum, you need to get out and on your own. You just cannot think creatively or have inspired thinking when you have constant chatter 24-7. So if you're a mum out there, and you want to make it in a certain area, it's so important that you get some time to yourself where you just have quiet time where you can think, where you can be in your creative flow um, because that's where your inspiration is going to come from. It's going to flow from that place. It's so hard to be in that place when you're um, doing the washing, have kids nagging you, getting the lunches ready, you know, doing all that stuff. So please make sure that if you're a parent, you are taking some time out for yourself and you're having that um, that quiet, you know, focused time. Joel, you do that as well, don't you? I know you love going out on your walks. Yeah, I do. I love it. And yeah, now Vicky's come up with an amazing idea that we the whole family should go. <laughs> so it's not it's going to be chatterbox time again, but that's okay. Um, I tell you one thing though, if um you want to learn how to get your money straight, you need to seek out this awesome uh, group called JK Insider. Because we're gonna, we have a program being recorded right now, and hey, if you're listening to this a, a month down the track uh, from now, it will be live, and it's gonna be like for such a low buy-in, it's gonna help solve your money, your money traumas, the stuff that we both use to 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 sort that out. You won't need to go to any other seminars. You won't need to do anything. You or you will just be able to do this course. And it's just going to be really simple and awesome and yeah, show you what you can do over a long time, over a long time. Cause here's where people go wrong. Like, I don't know. Has anyone ever heard of a get wealthy quick scheme? Cause there's no such thing. You want to be wealthy. Rich can come and go. You can, you know, someone can win a lottery and just blow it. But wealth is winning in every area of your life and, and, and applying the same logic across all areas of your life because there's a formula to success behind it so you know jake to the, the jk insider we're building this for you guys so yeah reach out to christine and i and and find out the details to get in there because the value we're going to put into that group for the such a low low cost like we're crazy I'm not i'm not launching it yet 
not telling you all yet, but it's going to be so low, you're going to think that we've made a mistake. And can I, well, I'm just going to cut in there, Joel, because I, um, I shared some of the um, wealth principles that we teach um, at our workshops with someone. And I'm going to give her a shout out, Tanya Rogers. She actually implemented it. And after four weeks, this is after not being able to save at all ever in her entire working life. Um, she now has $1,000 in her savings account put away that she's not going to touch. And that's just in four weeks. That's what she's been able to create. So super simple strategies for everyday people. Now, Tanya's not in a massively high paying um, job, but all she did was implemented the simple strategies. And now after four weeks has a thousand bucks in her savings and she has money saved over because we teach you to have guilt free money as well. So she's got, she's got that happening. And for the first time, she's starting to enjoy money. She's, she's turning her negative feelings around uh, into positive, you know, and that's what we love. Um, and I just, I love that she's just gone away and implemented straight away, you know, what, what we teach. Um, the other thing I'm going to do, Joel, as well, is we've got a few people that are um, rating us on the podcast. And I just wanted to give them a shout out. Nice. I don't know who Ducks Guts is, <laughs> but... He, uh, he wrote, you guys rock such valuable info on all your podcasts. You to boss, both of you. So thank you, Ducks, ducks Guts. We love these comments. Um, someone else wrote, love, 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 super duper inspiring. Love your energy, honesty, very educational. It's, a li it's life changing what you do and highly recommend for everyone. A must listen. Uh, we've got someone else called Mookie Plus, five stars, awesome podcast for anyone wanting to be the best version of themselves, original, genuine, uh, with bucket loads of wisdom. And then we've got Nathan Longhurst. We know he's a regular listener to our podcast. He's always giving us feedback, but he's got, these guys are legit, giving us a rating of five, taking actionable strategies for your business and life growth. Keep Keep them coming, guys. So I just wanted to give a shout out to our listeners. You guys rock. Thank you for rating us. Um, we love those ratings of five. So if you do listen to this podcast and you love it, can you please rate it? Drop us a comment and we'll give you a shout out uh, on our next podcast. But honestly, Joel, we're getting inundated with messages. People are loving it. The, the number of listen, listeners is increasing every podcast. Um, so obviously, you know, we're giving a lot of value out here. And as Joel mentioned, this is only a snippet of what we give in our um, JK Insider group. So we can't wait to launch that officially. Um, but if anyone wants to know more about that, keep tuning in. We will reveal all in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, get Joel. in on the ground floor. Get, get in on the ground floor. It's time. <laughs> yeah. Like buying on yourself. Like don't go spend $1,500 on a ticket to go to a rock concert. <laughs> Just come and jump in and get onto the real stuff that can actually change your life. And, it's designed to have space repetition, which is, you know, you hear often Tony Robbins say repetition is the mother of all skill. That's what it's there for, <laughs> to give you repetition to get this right. And, you know, we, we uh, trialled a, uh, a audio program uh, a couple of, like, what, six, eight months ago? Yep. And the results in that are, like, crazy. So, like, that was for a, for a, a private company, uh, but, you know, a private group, but we're doing this stuff on video and it's like it's next level so if you think the podcast is great you want to be on on that so share this around and congratulations for being here
Awesome. Well, that's it from us today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Boss Talks podcast. Uh, not sure what our next topic will be next week. We'll have to see what is going on out there in the community and uh, what challenges you guys are having. But as Joel said, please share this. And again, congratulations on tuning in and go and be the boss of your day, wherever you are in the world. Big love to all our listeners and we'll catch you on the next podcast. Damn. Uh.